Good afternoon. Welcome to North Point of View here with Dr. Walter Kimsey's. Walter, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to be back with you. Yeah. It's been, it's a, been a while. Been way too long. Yeah. So, uh, throwing it out, there was an article uh, yesterday, Savannah Paper, I think, the uh, the partnership between Hyundai and Georgia Tech, mm -hmm. um, looking at the hydrogen technology. Right. Um, I mean, EV just got here. Could they be uh, headed out already? Or, the question is, is uh, today's... Uh, EV, the Betamax of yesterday. Oh man, wait a second. That's a great question. But before we do that, we gotta <laughs> we gotta explain to some of the folks who's, what Betamax means. If you're if you're below the age of thirty five, you have no idea what we're talking about, right? Right. Unless you saw in your parents' uh, closet that there's this old <laughs> video VHS player because you got videotapes of your kids. Yeah, that right. you haven't converted yet exactly. to CD. So back in the early days, uh, you could not tape TV. TV came on, you watched the show, great. If you missed the show, too bad, too sad. You would have to wait five years, seven years for reruns. Yeah. And then we invented this device that you could connect to the TV and it would record the show onto videotape. And uh, the only time I've seen one of these things show up in a modern show was in Big Bang Theory, when Sheldon Cooper had made a video of himself and saved it for his future self to watch. I love that episode because you know, I wish I taped it so I could show people, this is what a videotape is. So Betamax, there were two different brands and Betamax was the one that eventually won out and, and had the biggest share of all of the tapings. And then what happens is the DVD came along and boom, gone were the videotapes and everybody went to DVDs because the, beta, the, the videotapes got, well, Stuff got recorded over stuff that you didn't want to record. And also, they didn't last very long. You know, after a certain number of years, the tape just disintegrated. But the DVDs didn't. So, uh, and then you guys know the rest, all right? We'll just stop there. Yeah. So, but the technology kind of goes through these phases, right? I remember I had uh, an HP, you know, compute, uh, uh, calculator, HP 12C. And then they came up with another one where you had these little magnetic strips and you could write a little program on it. So it's 1978 and you'd run the strip through and your data was in the, in the calculator and you could tell it to run these calculations and it would give you all these answers. And you had to have a piece of paper handy because it would go one, pi squared, you write pi squared, two. The second part of the answer was, you know, the square root of E, whatever. And you'd write that down and then you were done. And then comes along the mainframe computer, and then the personal computer, then the laptop, which really wasn't the laptop. That thing weighed like eight pounds, yeah. nine pounds. You put it on your lap within 10 minutes, you lost circulation below your knees. So technology goes through these improvements. We learn from this previous version. And that's why they say in the technology industry, the second mover has the advantage. Right, second mover. Exactly. So. Um, We've already talked about China, but I have to bring this up for China. China has positioned itself as the biggest producer and exporter of electric vehicles in the world right now. Bad thing, very bad thing. You're betting a lot on an early technology because honestly, I don't think EVs are going to be the, uh, the uh, personal means of transportation in the future. Yeah, and we've talked a, a fair amount about it, right? Yeah. Just, Just... How far behind the curve, uh, you know, we are in our country in terms of infrastructure. 
Uh, I mean, the things that are out there now are just the, the entire grid, right, for the mm-hmm. country. Uh, in the southeast, there's, I mean, there's spots that are already, you know, they're forecasting, you know, brownouts two years from now and things like that. So, you know, you look at the, at the push, uh, you look at the, the timing on infrastructure, there's just a gap there, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the cue that we saw was when Hyundai announced in Savannah that their second big sort of presentation they mentioned hydrogen four times in the presentation and mm-hmm. EVs twice. And so that was six months ago when we sort of, you know, had that question mark. It happened again this summer, mm-hmm. right, at the trade conference. Right. Same president, same, uh, same guy did the presentation. They talked mm-hmm. about hydrogen again four or five times. They mentioned the EV once and they talked about looking forward and investment in the future. Exactly. So let's go back. About a year ago, I shared an article with you um, based on an interview given by, uh, by Mr. Toyoda, yeah. who was the CEO of Toyota. Yeah. yeah. And he said he had very serious doubts about the EVs. Wasn't buying in. No. And the other, before he became the CEO, you know, his father got out of the way. The other executives were just pounding on him that he was wrong. It was about the EV. Look at the Inflation Reduction Act. And he's like, the system doesn't work. The man is an engineer by training, is my understanding. So he thinks systematically. And he didn't see it working. And he felt that it was dangerous not to also invest in hydrogen. And it's not surprising to see Kia listen to the guy, take a look at things and go, I don't think so. We better be careful here and hedge ourselves. But where we really saw it, I don't know if you remember this, but last March or so in Arizona, there was a electric truck maker. They make electric trucks and they make uh, hydrogen trucks. And they had us, they had like orders for 50 electric trucks and they were producing at a rate to have 150 electric trucks within a few months. So they could deliver against that and have inventory. And, uh, but, but that's 50 versus 150 to be produced. We looked at, and then they gave us the hydrogen numbers and the demand was like 150 for hydrogen and they could only produce 20 or 30. Right. So they were just shutting down the, the, the EV line and trying to get everybody over to the hydrogen and make sure they could make the hydrogen trucks. And uh, in California, where you are mandated to use an electric truck, uh, that's the big push. You've got you know the, the California Air Resources Board and the Southern California Air Quality Mitigation Department just forcing everybody yeah. to use electric. Yeah. The average mileage those trucks get is about 207 miles with a big variance. I mean, if you're hauling stuff out to the Inland Empire, you're going up the hills and down the hills and up the hills. Right. Not good. And so, uh, and then some uh, port authorities uh, told me that they reviewed various models of electric trucks and uh, not one of them said that they could find a model that they would want to see implemented on their terminals. Wow. So that's not a good thing. Yeah. And about six months ago, I'm not going to, I don't know if I should or not, but not mention the, the automaker, but we were on a conference call where, I mean, they just sort of laid out that they're running parallel paths because mm-hmm. they're not quite there on hydrogen. 
mm-hmm. but they're going to be compatible. So all of the engineering, all of the structural integration is such that, at least as I understand it, that when the shift is made, that mm-hmm. they pull the battery out, the hydrogen cell goes in, stays on the same frame, mm-hmm. but that the uh, EV solution mm-hmm. is going to be short-lived. Yep, exactly. Betamax to DVDs is exactly where I think this is going. And so any of you that are probably under 40, actually, maybe 45, Google Betamax, a VHS, <laughs> DVD, CD, uh, and uh, maybe you'll get some context on this. Hey, Walter, as always, it's a pleasure. It is. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. See you guys. See y'all.